I know it's been a tough day, Mom, but relax. It's time for Blondie. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Ashley Woodard. Raise that curtain, Ashley. Jimmy was a soldier brave and bold. Katie was a maid with hair of gold. Like an act of fate, Kate was standing at the gate, watching all the boys on dress parade. Jimmy with the girls was just a gawk, stuttered every time he tried to talk. Still that night at eight, he was there at Katie's gate, stuttering to her this lovesick cry, ka ka, -ka katie beautiful Katie. You're the only ga ga, -ga girl that I adore. When the ma ma, -ma moon shines over the cow shed, I'll be waiting at the ka, -ka, ka kitchen door. No one ever looked so nice and neat. No one could be oh so cute and sweet. That's what Jimmy thought when the wedding ring he bought. Now he's off to France, the foe to meet. Jimmy thought he'd like to take a chance, see if he could make the Kaiser dance, stepping to the tune all about the silvery moon. This is what they hear in far-off France. ka ka, -ka katie beautiful Katie, you're the only ga, ga ga girl that I adore. When the ma-ma-ma-moon shines over the cow shed, I'll be waiting at the Kakaka kitchen door. Thank you, Ashley. This week's episode is being sponsored by Midwest General Repair and Fabrication of Reeseville. You know, folks, it's no fabrication that there are some really fine businesses in the greater Dodge County area. And one of the finest is Midwest General Repair and Fabrication, located at 201 Harrison Street, just a few blocks off the main drag in Reeseville. Midwest General Repair and Fabrication is dedicated to providing the best service, whether it's doing repairs on bulk feed trucks or designing and fabricating pieces for on-site construction jobs. Visit their website, www.mgrf.com, to learn more. Midwest General Repair and Fabrication, repairing your past, fabricating your future. And now, our weekly visit to the Bumsteads takes us to the familiar living room of their home. The lamps are lit, and in the glow of one of them, Blondie sits, pretending to read, while Baby Dumpling plays on the floor at her feet. And Dagwood, dressed in top coat and hat, lingers at the open front door. Uh, Blondie? Yes, dear? I don't feel like taking a walk tonight. It's for your own good, Dagwood. You'll, you'll sleep much better after a nice walk. I was sleeping all right just now when you woke me up and said go take a walk. Sleeping on that couch right after dinner doesn't do any good. When you finally go to bed, you toss and mutter half the night. Mutter? Yes, mutter. I never can make out what you're talking about. Now, for goodness sake, don't stand there any longer with that door open. Go take a nice fast walk. Fast? Yes, fast. And don't just sneak around the block and back either. Take a long walk. 
Oh, golly. Well, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye, baby dumpling. Bye, Daddy. Look, I don't think I ought to go out and leave you two all alone. I was reading in the paper tonight that there's been burglars working right here in town. Oh, Dagwood, I never heard so many lame excuses for getting out of a little walk. That burglar wouldn't bother us. There's nothing here to make it worth his while. There's the solid silver card tray Aunt Bessie gave us. Dagwood Bumstead, stop arguing and go. You seem pretty anxious to get rid of me. Well, my goodness, you're not going to Siberia or anything. You'll be back the same night, if you ever get started. Yeah, well, uh, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye, baby. Goodbye again, Daddy. Yeah, hey, oh, well, <sighs> goodbye. I guess Daddy didn't want to take a walk much. I know he didn't, but it's for his own good. I'm terribly worried about Daddy, baby. Why, Mommy? Is he sick? I don't know if you'd call it being sick or not, but I'm going to find out tonight. Are you going to call the doctor, Mommy? Well, not our regular doctor. Listen, baby. You know our new neighbor, the woman who just moved in across the street? Well, she's coming here tonight. Why? Because she's kind of a doctor, and I want her to talk to Daddy. Then why did you make Daddy take a long walk? Because, baby, I want to talk to Dr. Morton alone first. You see, if Daddy knows she's a doctor, Daddy might get all excited and give Dr. Morton the wrong idea. Daddy doesn't get excited at doctors. When Dr. Brown was poking him all over to see if he could get his life insurance, Daddy didn't get excited. Daddy went to sleep. I know, but Dr. Brown wasn't a psychiatrist, and Dr. Morton is. What's a... what you said? A psychiatrist? Oh, that's a doctor who finds out what's wrong with your subconscious and fixes it. What's your subconscious, Mommy? Goodness, so many questions. I wish I hadn't started this. What is it, Mommy? Oh, well, the subconscious is, well, I don't understand it very well myself. But when a person goes to sleep then his subconscious sort of takes over and tells him what to do. Uh-huh. Daddy's subconscious makes him snore. No, baby. That just comes naturally to Daddy. But I think it's his subconscious makes him dream and talk in his sleep. And the other night, he got up in the pitch dark and started to put on his shoes. And when I switched on the light... Oh, maybe that's Dr. Morton now. I'll let her in. All right, dear, and then go straight to bed. Aw, why, Mommy? I want to hear what goes on. No, baby. It's going to be hard enough to handle your father and Dr. Morton. Open the door and then say good night. Ah, oh, good evening. Good night. I, I, I beg your pardon? Come right in, doctor. Let me take your coat. Ah, thank you. I'll hang it in the closet, Mommy. You just open the door, baby. I'll hang it up. Okay, Mommy. Hey, what's that for? Uh, my stick, you mean? It's just a cane, dear. 
Now remember what Mommy said. What's a cane good for? Why, um, one carries a stick in walking, you know. Daddy doesn't. Never mind, baby. Can I play with your cane? Oh, I'd rather not give it up. I always keep it in my hand, you know. Just a foible of mine. What's a foible? Oh, just a whim. What's a whim? Baby, go to bed. Come right in the living room, doctor. Ah, uh, thanks. What a cozy room and charming, like the lady who brightens it with her beauty. I'll shut the closet door, Mommy. Thank you, dear, and then go to bed. Okay, Mommy. And now, my dear Mrs. Bumstead, tell me about your husband. Is he violent? Oh, my, no. He's very nice when he's awake, but he talks in his sleep. Ah, uh, nocturnal schizophrenia, no doubt. A sad case. That isn't the worst of it. He, uh, I think he walks in his sleep. Somnambulism. Oh, dear me. It's a fortunate thing that you called me when you did. I'm not sure, mind you, but last night I caught him putting his shoes on while he was sound asleep. And two nights ago, I, I think he actually went out of the house at night without my knowing it. It rained that night, and next morning his shoes were wet. My dear madam, this is serious. We must take drastic action, and at once. Where is this unfortunate man? He's out walking now. Ah, in his sleep? Oh, no. I sent him out because I wanted to explain something before you met him. You see, if he knows you're a doctor studying his case, he may be stubborn. He'll never suspect, dear lady. I am skilled at concealing my real business. <laughs> uh, pretend you're just making a neighborly call. Exactly. Leave it all to me, madam. Here's Mr. Bumstead now. Oh, hello, Dagwood. This is uh, uh, Mrs. Morton, dear. Oh, hello. Our new neighbor uh, making a call on us. I'm delighted, sir. Delighted. You are? What about? I am happy to meet you, sir. Your wife has been telling me about you. You hold an important position, I believe, Mr. Bumstead. Who, me? Well... I tell you... Under a strain when you work, aren't you? Yet work grips you, drives you faster and faster. You can't stop. Who can't? Ah, I know you busy men. Yes, work all day, and when night comes, what happens? Probably you have to be forced to close your desk and leave the office. Me? Oh, sure. You know what they have to do to get me out at closing time? Tell me, Mr. Bumstead. Somebody has to drop a hat. I, I beg your pardon? Oh, he's just making fun, Mrs. Morton. I'm ashamed of you, Dagwood. Oh, a joke, eh? Good, excellent. You like games, Mr. Bumstead? I know a wonderful game. Listen. Well, I tell you, I'm kind of tired tonight. Why, Dagwood? Huh? Oh, well, I'll play you one game. How does it go? Ever hear of the Association of Ideas, Mr. Bumstead? I mean, I name a word and you answer right away with another word that my word makes you think of. 
The first thing that comes into my head? That's right. What a quick mind. Yeah, uh, but almost everything makes me think of something to eat. Everything makes you think impossible. It might not be impossible with Dagwood. Remarkable. Well, let's test it out. But is this going to, to prove anything? Oh, yes, dear lady. Most important things are brought out by this method. And now, Mr. Bumstead. Ready? Sure. Go ahead. Automobile. Rolls. Go. Butter. Baseball. Batter. Tofu. Peas. Five, groceries. Cell, hotcakes. Dog, gravy. Dog, mustard. Match. Match potatoes. But this is terrible. A positive fixation. Is it? Is it a hopeless case? No, no. But I am temporarily baffled, madam. See here, Mr. Bumstead. Don't you ever think of anything but food? Oh, sure. When I'm full of food, then I think about sleeping. And when I'm sleeping, I think about going to bed. That's what I'm thinking about right now, going to bed. Why, Dagwood, that's not very polite. Oh, it's quite all right, Mrs. Bumstead. I must be running along myself. We, uh, we can have a little talk another time. Yeah, sure. Anything. Uh, bring some more games. Uh, well, uh, good night. Good night to you, Mr. Bumstead. And to you, madam. He must be watched. Mark my words. There's a skeleton in the closet. Oh, dear. And now, if I may have my coat? Oh, yes. It's in the closet, too. Right here. Baby! Hello, Mommy. Where has he been all this time? Oh, I was in the closet, too. Now, Dagwood, turn out your light and go to sleep. Yeah, just a minute, honey. What is that book you're reading? Oh, uh, this is a swell story. It's about a gentleman burglar named Lachat, see? Lachat means the cat in French. I know, but... He's in Paris, see? And there's this duchess who's a crook, too. Lachat only steals from other crooks. Nice people. Uh-huh, uh, but the worst is La Gargoyle. Who? La Gargoyle. Uh, that means the gargoyle in French. Boy, is he tough. He just threw a bottle of liquid fire at Lachat. Did Lachat get singed? No, he was too quick for La Gargoyle. It says here, With a mocking laugh, Lachat stepped aside, avoiding the fiery missile by hair. La Duchess, eyes glittered evilly with her white hands covered with rings, moved toward the battle axe on the wall. But already Lachat stood poised on the windowsill. It was a long drop to the moat beneath the window, but within the room was even more certain in a horrible death. Lachat laughed again and stepped into space. Boy! Oh, Dagwood, I don't wonder why you have dreams. Put that book down this minute. Give it to me. There. Hey, I can't leave Lachat falling through the air like that. Why, it's only a story, Dagwood. It couldn't happen to anyone, really. Well, I don't know. That burglar's been working around here is pretty cute, too. He always gets away. I bet he's an interesting feller. You know what? Every house he gets into, he eats. What did you say? 
I say, this burglar that's around always goes to the icebox and picks up a little snack before he leaves. Dagwood! Eh? What's the matter, honey? Oh, nothing. Only please go to sleep now, won't you? And sleep all night. Sure. Once I get to sleep, I never move a muscle. <sighs> put out my light, will ya? Yes, dear. There. Now I'll put out my light. There. <sighs> Good night, Blondie. Good night, Dagwood. Dagwood? <sighs> my goodness, I believe he's asleep already. Mommy? Shh! Daddy's asleep. Are you going to sleep, Mommy? No, baby. I'm going to sit up a while and watch Daddy. Then can I get in your bed, Mommy? I... I heard Daddy telling about the gargoyle, and I'm kind of nervous. So am I. I'm just plain scared for Daddy. Best little burglar ever cracked a crib. Listen, he's talking in his sleep. I hear... Shh! Le Chat. That's me. Oh, he's getting up. He is up. Walking. Walking in his sleep. Turn on the light. No, we mustn't startle him. They say it's fatal to wake a sleepwalker. You have to humor them. What do we do, Mommy? Follow him. See where he goes. See, see what he does. <laughs> Look, Mommy, he's out in the kitchen. Well, that doesn't surprise me a bit. Are you sure he's asleep, Mommy? Yes, walking in his sleep. Now remember, baby, no matter what he says or does, we've got to humor him, agree with him, and don't let anything happen to wake him up suddenly. Come on. Okay, Mommy. Look it. He's getting things out of the refrigerator. He's getting everything out. I guess he's going to make a sandwich. Listen. Now, Smythe, my good fellow, don't forget when the Duchess asks for terrapin, pass her the spinach. I want my guests to be happy. Look, he's sitting down on the floor. Sit down, sit down. You too, Prince Pigsfoot. May, uh, may we sit down too? Hey, oh, oh, good evening, Duchess. Oh, won't you join us? He thinks you're the Duchess, Mommy. Tell the gargoyle to drag up a chair also. You're the gargoyle, baby. Okay, I'll be tough. Kindly pass the mashed potatoes, Duchess. Oh, or a little on the lumpy side, aren't they? I'll have Shapiro, my chef, boiled in a boiled dinner for this. Eh, Duchess? Oh, yes, Mr. Bumstead. Shh! Don't use that name. To all Paris, I'm known as Dagwood Lachat. Oh, I forgot. Tell the gargoyle to help himself to the Limburger, Duchess. Okay, Mug. Huff for lambing out of here, Duchess. Maybe after dinner, Mr. Lachat will take a walk with us uh, up to the cupola of the castle. Certainly, certainly. Would you care for a mustard pickle? Listen, Mug. The Duchess don't want no pickles. She wants to go up to the cupola. How's about it? Well, would you mind if I brought along some liverwurst and crackers? No, no, not at all. 
Oh, well then, let's go. Baby, maybe we can get him up to bed again. Sure, Mommy. Hey, Lashat, you like to eat crackers in bed? I'm crazy about it. Me too. Let's go to bed and eat crackers. Okay. He's really going. But first... What, dear? Uh, I mean, what is it, Lashat? No one ever meets Lashat and leaves without paying off, see? Hand over your jewels, Duchess. Oh, well, I, I'm afraid I didn't bring my jewels tonight. Don't give me that line, Duchess. Oh, baby, what will we do? If he gets mad... I've got the jewels, pal. Here, take this. Baby, where did you ah, get... Ah, a diamond ring. Okay, I'm going up to bed. Care to join me for crackers in bed? There he goes, Mommy. It's all right. But, baby, that was a real diamond ring you gave him. A big one. Where did you get that? Well, when I was hiding in the closet tonight, I found it in Daddy's coat pocket. Baby, we never owned a ring like that. He must have got it somewhere while he was out, at night, or walking in his sleep. How could he, Mommy? Unless he really was a burglar. Oh, baby, this is worse than ever. You, you follow Daddy upstairs. Make him stay in bed. I'm going to call Dr. Morton and ask her what to do. This episode of Blondie is being sponsored by Midwest General Repair and Fabrication. You know, folks, my friends, John, Will, and Zoom, have been running Midwest General Repair and Fabrication for 17 years now. The professionals at MGRF focus their efforts on honing their skills and expertise in the area of equipment design, fabrication, and repair of feed and grain equipment. But just like the times we live in, this fine organization continues to reach into new scenes such as ethanol, malorganite bagging, and egg production plants. Contact the friendly folks at MGRF to find out how they can help you with your equipment design. You can call them at 920-927-5551 or shoot them an email at info at mgrf.com. Midwest General Repair and Fabrication. Repairing your past, fabricating your future. Sometime later, we hear Blondie on the telephone. Hello? Mrs. Bumstead? Oh, Dr. Morton? I have been worried about you, my dear lady. Oh, you're very kind, but I'm all right. I tried everything you advised. I put some of my jewelry on the kitchen table, and I put the, uh, the diamond ring in with it. Good. And? Well, nothing's happened yet. Dagwood's still asleep upstairs, and I'm watching to see if he wakes up and comes down to take all the things. I was afraid you would wear yourself out, Mrs. Bumstead. My advice now is to go to bed. Sleep. Even if your husband does walk tonight, we can check up on him in the morning. Well, I am pretty tired. Of course. Go to bed now. Get some rest. Well, all right, doctor, if you say so. I'll turn in right away, and thank you for calling so late. Not at all, dear lady. Good night. Good night. 
Mommy, wake up. What? Who? Oh, baby, what's the matter? I heard a noise downstairs. Where's Daddy? Light the lamp. He's gone. His bed is empty. Oh, it's three o'clock. He may have been gone for hours. Listen, Mommy, there's the noise downstairs again. Somebody opening a window. Maybe Dagwood getting out. Or else coming home. Listen, he's hurt himself. Come on, Mommy. Dagwood, what's happened? He fell in through the window. Ooh, ooh where, where am I? You're home now, but where have you been? I can't remember. He's got socks on his hands. Like... Like a burglar. Look, Mommy, what's Daddy got in his hands? Beads? Hey, where did I get that? Pearls. A broken string of pearls. Here's some more, Mommy. They're all over the floor. Hey, what's going on here? Oh, who's that? I'm the cop on the beat, and oh-ho, got him, did you? Nice work, lady. Don't move, fella, I'm coming in. Yeah, yeah, come in. Make yourself at home. Got him red-handed, getting away with your pearls. Get your hands up, feller. Oh, officer, you don't understand. This man is... The phantom burglar. I know. We've been after him for weeks. He is not. He's my daddy. Yeah, see? I... I live here. Is that right, lady? Oh, yes. He's my husband. Oh-ho! Just coming. Are these your pearls, lady? Well, no, but... Uh... Then where did he get them? Well, I tell you, I... I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? Well, we'll jog your memory down at the station. No, wait, he... he was walking in his sleep. Oh, walks in his sleep? I do not. Dagwood, you do. Oh, cut it out, lady. Hey, here's more jewelry. Those are mine. I put them there to... Uh... To... To what? Uh, never mind. I want a lawyer. Yeah, so do I. That sounds more natural. I'll just take all this stuff for evidence. Now, before I do, is it all here? Why, yes, of course. Oh. What's the matter? The diamond ring is gone, Mommy. What diamond ring? Why, Blondie, you've only got one diamond ring, and that's on your hand. Listen, you won't believe me, but there was one ring there that isn't there now. Stand up, feller. I'll see if you got it. What's that? The front doorbell. I'll go. Oh, dear. Yeah. See who it is while I frisk this guy. I haven't got anything. And I haven't done anything. I hope. Stand still while I run through your pocket. Hey, don't, don't tickle. Quiet. Right this way, Doctor. I saw a light here, and I wondered if all was well. The answer is no. This is Dr. Morton, officer. Who called a doctor? Who's sick? Well, I feel I have a headache coming on. I am not a family physician, officer. I'm a psychiatrist. Okay, okay. You go to your church, and I'll go to mine. The doctor handles, well, mental cases. Oh, is this guy nuts? No. Yes. In a way. He is not. Two, let me sit down. I can explain all of this, officer. Oh, you can? Well, go ahead. 
This unfortunate man walks in his sleep. These jewels on the table were out there at my suggestion to allow his wife to see if he was also an unconscious thief. Is anything missing from among the jewelry? Yeah, a diamond ring. Too bad. Then I'm afraid, Mrs. Bumstead. But he hasn't got it on him. No? What did you do with it, Bumstead? <sighs> He's asleep again. Let him sleep. He's got plenty of grief ahead of him. Maybe he just... just swapped the ring for the pearls. Pearls? What pearls? When I come in here, I found some pearls. I got him in my pocket. May I see them? What for? I may be able to identify them. Uh, my friend, Mrs. Upham, was robbed tonight. They phoned me to come and calm her. She was hysterical. If the pearls are hers, then we must admit that Bumstead here is a thief. He isn't. He can't be. Oh, Dagwood, tell them you're not. <coughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Bumstead, but what are we to think? You come down and find your husband on the floor just after falling through an open window. Valuable pearls are scattered on the floor. A diamond ring is missing. What? What did you say about the pearls? She said they were scattered on the floor, and so they were. Yes, but how does she know that? What? How did you know the pearls were broken? They're all picked up now, and you weren't here before. Or were you? Hey, Mommy, you know what I think? Quiet, you. This is nonsense. Wait a minute. There's something fishy here. You're right. That ring that's missing was put out in plain sight at the doctor's suggestion. Only she knew it was there. Where is it now? You can't mean you think I have it. Yes, I think you have it back. Back? Yes. Baby told me he found that ring in Dagwood's coat pocket in the closet tonight. But Dagwood's coat wasn't in the closet. He had it on when he went for his walk. I did get it out of a coat pocket, Mommy. In the dark. Yes, and it was the doctor's coat that hung in that closet. Oh ho! Stand where you are, everybody! Don't move! Push up that gun! Oh no, I'm going out that window. And anyone who tries to stop me gets a slug through the head. I mean what I say, now don't move. I... Please, officer, don't move. I don't want murder in my kitchen. Ah, that's better. Now, if you'll all excuse me. Look out, Daddy. Get out of her way. Get Ooh. up, Bumstead. Get out of my way. He can't hear you. He's asleep. I'll wake him. No, please. It's fatal to wake a sleepwalker. You're a doctor, you know that. I'm no doctor. That's just a nice blind to get me into the right houses and see what's lying around. Get up, Bumstead, or I'll drill you. Ah, uh, more company. Uh, why, it's my old friend, the Duchess. Uh, so nice to see you, Duchess. Don't come any nearer, or... Please don't shoot. He's walking in his sleep. Stop where you are, Bumstead. You're just in time for lunch, Duchess. Uh, tell me, do you like bananas? Well, here's five. Ah, missed me. Dagwood, are you hurt? Nah, but she is. Look in her pockets and get that ring. I've got it. 
and I've got her. When she wakes up, she'll find the nippers on her. Kippers? Did you say kippers? I have some lovely kippers in the refrigerator. Oh, Dagwood. Hey, Daddy, were you asleep when you hit her? No, I was just playing possum. What's playing possum? Not now, baby. Wait till this woman is out of the house. I'll just wait till she comes to. And while we wait, maybe you wouldn't mind telling me why this crook came back again tonight? To get the pearls she had stolen from Mrs. Upham tonight. Don't you see? It worried the doctor when I foolishly told her about the ring because she had stolen that ring and she was afraid it could be traced to her. So she advised me to put it out on the kitchen table as a test for Dagwood. She sent me off to bed, and then she came in the window and got the ring herself. But Dagwood was walking in his sleep and ran into the thief. In the struggle, Dagwood must have got hold of the pearls. The thief knocked him down and got away. She had the ring, but she couldn't stop to pick up the broken pearls. So she came back a third time, walked in boldly, planning to get those pearls. I must say, she has a terrific nerve. Yeah, she has a lovely shiner, too. You'll get a reward for this, Bumstead. Oh, Blondie ought to get that. She doped it all out. Isn't she smart? And isn't Dagwood brave walking up to a gun? Yeah, I'll never walk in my sleep again. It made me feel all hollow inside. Hey, hollow. I am hollow. How's for a little snack, Blondie? Uh, she's coming too. I'll be taking her down and booking her. Well, when she's put away, duck back here, see? We'll have a little quick plate of scrambled eggs. Oh, Dagwood. With bacon, Daddy? Oh, sure. Bacon for you, baby. But for the officer here, I'm going to fix something special. You scramble the eggs with tomato paste, see? Then you sprinkle them with a little grated cheese, and then... Dagwood! Daddy! And then you take a little anchovy paste and mix it with chopped onions. That's your foundation. After you do that, you make a little sauce to go with it. Now, I make the sauce like this, see? And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, The Bumsteads Go on a Picnic. Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, La Shot, featured the voice talents of Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Linda Ewart as The Doctor, Matt Emerson as The Cop, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by Midwest General Repair and Fabrication. Visit their website, www.mgrf.com, to learn more about the great services they offer. You can also learn more about some great career opportunities with John, Will, and Zoom, and the MGRF family. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night.